You're totally right, Luna. Just look. I read this with my imagination. <gasps> How could you read it? It's nothing but symbols. There are a few letters, but they're half erased. You should try and look in the dictionary. Maybe she's too lazy to look oh, up the word. She really was, Serena. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime to talk about why it is that we love it so much. And today, it's a it's weird. I'm not going to lie. It's an unusual episode for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but we're going to get more into why I think uh, uh, Sailor Chibi Moon is actually kind of great. Because we are going to be watching episode 104 of Sailor Moon S, Making New Friends, Chibi Moon's Adventure. And to help us talk about that, we have a very special guest. Back from last week's episode, we have Katarina Ardutovskaya. Hi. Nailed it. You got it. Welcome. Uh, so, Kat, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? How have you been in the week since we last recorded? Oh, great. Been a great short week. <laughs> <laughs> Just flies by. Just I flies know. by every week. It's all true. Well, Kat, last time we talked about uh, your history with Sailor Moon, uh, how you got into it as a kid in Canada. But are there any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? There are, actually. <laughs> Let's hear them. I think it was like Bandai Premium. They just came out with these two new figures of Sailor Uranus and Neptune. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I got my hands on them finally. Well, pre-ordered them because they're coming out later this year. So I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. And also, I will be in Japan next month. So I'm very excited to see what kind of Sailor Moon goodies I will find. Oh, wow. Like, why are you going to Japan? For vacation, I guess. Oh, cool. It's kind of like a Christmas present to myself, but like in March. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Uh, are you going to Are you going to uh, take the the Sailor Moon tour that we have suggested, where you go to the actual Hikawa Shrine? Yeah. And uh, and find the the statue of the little girl. I would really like to do that. Actually, like I went the first time I went to Japan was in 2015, and it was. It was amazing and insane. It was just crazy. It was there's just so much to see and it's so like concentrated that it's it's so hard <laughs> to be like do everything that you want to do because everything's fucking interesting. Well, the good news is that there's never anyone on the streets. So you can just walk around completely right? unimpeded. <laughs> there's so, like especially in Tokyo, it's it's pretty crowded. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I typed in Tokyo Sailor Moon Tour to see if there was someone, like, running a Sailor Moon Tour, and I don't seem to see one, unfortunately. I mean, sometimes they have, like, cafes and kind of, like, theme things. Like, I, I remember, like, right after I came back from Japan, they had that whole, like, um, Sailor Moon 20th anniversary Sailor Moon kind of 
display of all the like art and costumes and toys and all kinds of things and i like just missed it i was so angry (laughs) well listen this is and and i don't think we've mentioned this yet on the show this is the 25th anniversary of sailor moon yes this year i I think we might have actually missed the the debut we'll have to like pin it down and 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 make celebration uh incidentally it's also the 25th anniversary of x-men 92 and of batman the animated series uh if you'd like to celebrate any of those hit me up hit up (laughs) your boy because i have some product recommendations uh x-92 available for marvel comics Uh, but here here we go here we go here we go I, I typed in Sailor Moon Juban Tour, and I found an article called Stroll Around Azu, uh, Azabu Juban with Sailor Moon as your guide. And it's got like a, a guide to like all the different locations. Uh, that sounds delightful. <laughs> I put it in the in the chat for you. It's uh, Oh my it's God, for... Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. original air date of Sailor Moon, no. uh, episode one, A Moon Star is Born slash The Crybaby, Usagi's Beautiful Transformation. Yes. was March 7th, 1992. So we, I, I think as of this episode, I think next week is literally the the anniversary of Sailor oh Moon, the, the 25th, anniversary, 25th anniversary of Sailor Moon. Yeah, this episode crap. should go up. Like, this is our, this is the 25th, this is it's this one. It's this one. <laughs> this will be our most recent episode wait, on the 25th wait, wait, wait. anniversary of Sailor, of the debut of Sailor Moon, the anime. Second. It, it was what day? March 7th. Happy anniversary! Happy birthday, Sailor Moon! I guess yeah. birthday is in June, but anniversary yeah. to the debut of the anime. That's awesome! That is crazy. I always awesome. miss these dates when they come by. Like, I completely missed the 20th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series back in, uh, in, uh, 2012. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, that was before we were doing this. Oh, man. This, this tour looks so much fun. You're gonna be in, uh, Japan at exactly the right time, Kat. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I hope there's going to be like some kind of like special event or something. Fingers crossed. Oh, man. Because I know they're coming out with like a lot of new merch this year. Uh, yeah. And I have actually heard. Um, it's funny. I had a conversation with Aiden the other day because I got PR about how uh, Bandai uh, Tamashi Nations is expanding their American distribution. Oh. It, it was like, what is that? And I said, oh, that's that's who makes the SH figure arts, the $50 Japanese action yeah, yeah. figures I like to buy. And she went, great. <laughs> She's not a fan. I, I look, I am sympathetic to the idea that I have probably better things to spend money on than than $50 Japanese action figures. But they're very good action figures. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's for sure. I think like personally, I have like mostly Sailor Moon figures. <laughs> in my collection of like maybe some jojo's bizarre adventures like mixed in there but like i'd say like 90 percent of it is sailor moon stuff well uh please everybody out there tweet us write us uh march 7th 1992 was the debut so march 7th 2017 is going to be the 25th anniversary uh let us know how you're celebrating 25 years of the sailor moon anime we're celebrating with 104 episodes of a podcast about it uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Uh, well, Kat, I'm I'm super excited for you. Uh, but before we get into the show, I think we're gonna take uh, a look at the Sailor Business Mailbag because I have a letter to read. Sounds great. So uh, this letter, this letter had the subject line "listener email," which I really mm-hmm. appreciate because that is exactly what it is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, this is from Reed Radloff, uh, who writes in to say, "Hey, Chris, Jordan, and guest. That's you, Kat." Hey. 
Somewhat long-time listener here, found you guys at episode 67, caught up in about a month or two, and have been with you since. I'm one of those fans that listens to every episode, but has not watched the show in maybe 15 years, with the exception of Moon Animate Makeup. Just a few things I wanted to share. First of all, I live in Iowa and visit friends in Austin, Texas every year when we go to PAX South. It seemed like the date had smiled upon us and the Sailor Moon movie would be in theaters while we were all together. The plan was to enjoy some adult beverages, go see the movie, and have a great time. I hadn't seen it since my VHS copy of the original dub, but even then remembered how much I loved it, particularly the Power of Love song at the end. Unfortunately, all the showings were sold out weeks in advance, so instead I went to... What's, what's that? I said Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It was like that here, too. Really? Oh, and by the way, uh, uh, there are showings coming up in Canada. Uh, so if you were worried that you weren't going to get a chance to see Sailor Moon R, the movie, in theaters because you're in Canada, uh, they have announced showings. And get get in on it while you can. Yeah. Because uh, it is a fun time. Back to the letter. So instead, we went to iHeartVideo to grab what we could. They had all three movies on DVD, but only one not checked out was S the movie, so that's what we watched. And a great time was still had by all. In your episode for part two of the movie, Allison was thrilled with the idea of the Xenoflower. When it comes time for you all to watch the Sailor Moon S movie, I beg you to watch the original dub. The only spoiler I'll share is that the villain's minions straight up make the Xena scream every time they're on screen. <laughs> Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I did, however, catch the movie in a local theater before flying down to Texas. The new voice cast is great, and I'm definitely interested in rewatching the series from the beginning. The second thing I wanted to share was that in Chris's excitement for the end of the Sailor Moon R movie, he neglected to mention that as the camera pans out on the celebrating scouts after Usagi is revived, Ami can be seen turning away from the group before Makoto grabs and embraces her. The movie opens and closes with cookbook. <laughs> Uh, the final thing I wanted to bring to your attention was a comedy doujin I'd come across. From what I can tell, this was drawn by an artist in Japan during the first and second seasons of the Sailor Moon anime. Volume 1 is about Rei enlisting the rest of the girls to help her draw manga. Volume 2 deals with Anne interfering with the girls' study session. The final volume features the gang trying to teach Minako how to swim. If that wasn't enough to persuade you, please at least check out some of the half-page gag strips at the end. Links are provided below. It astonishes me that this cartoon is from 20 years ago and the other side of the planet would have fit in so well as a guest on the podcast. Uh, looking forward to you finishing the second half of this thing. He included some links to the the strip. Uh, this is a, a fan translation of a doujinshi. And the first one is called Signature Technique. And it is... Uh, it is uh, Ami standing over uh, Nephrite and saying, Nephrite, I, Sailor Mercury, won't forgive you. Bubble spray! And then there's just Ami standing in front of a bunch of fog, and then Ami saying, what do I do now? <laughs> is yep. this made by a Japanese person, or is it made by a yes. this is made. This is made in the 90s by a Japanese artist. Okay. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, she's pretty useless. Yeah, brutal. Even though she's, like, the most popular character, which is, I don't know. Yeah, because she's great. Great uh, studying. So these... <laughs> you got it. You nailed her. <laughs> this one is called Refreshing, and it's uh, it's uh, Tuxedo Mask and Zoocyte. And Tuxedo Mask says, uh, Zoocyte goes, I'll take the silver crystal. Tuxedo Mask says, wait, Zoocyte. And then, damn, because uh, Tuxedo, or because uh, Suicide has left, and it's memory at the amusement park, and he's riding on the kitty train, and then he's looking very focused and intent about his loss of the silver crystal. And then in the last panel, he is smiling and having a good time because he is riding the little train. <laughs> it's okay. delightful. 
Yeah, All right. it turns out that whoever this uh, fan artist was who made this Tojinji would have been great on this show. Yep. Uh, so yeah, thank you to Reed for writing in. Uh, if you would like to write in, uh, if you have thoughts about Sailor Moon that won't fit in a tweet or you want to let us know about something cool or interesting, uh, you can always email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. That's what we got. And let's get to the episode. Jordan. Yes. Today we are going to be watching. God, I lost the frigging title. I love this today. I'm like really Jordaning it today. We're gonna. Oh, you fucking piece of shit. We're gonna be. (laughs) We're gonna be watching. Making New Friends, Chibi Moon's Adventure. Yes, that is the Japanese title. It's episode 104 of uh, Sailor Moon S. But what is the title in the American version? Do you want to guess? Since, since I don't know it, I get, like, you said the Japanese one. Well, Usually no, because I, I already know the answer. So Okay. Does it have to do with the tea ceremony? Yes. Is the word tea in it? Yes. Storm in a teacup? No. Oh, that would have been a good one, though. That would have been a good title. Definitely not what they went with. It's a little bit more clever, only a little bit, but a little bit more clever than last week. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it was more clever than Storm in a Teacup, and I was like, bullshit, it is. No, no. no. That's a good title. It shouldn't be Tempest in a Teacup. I mean, they're both phrases. One has alliteration, (laughs) one doesn't. I don't know why you're getting hung up on this. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I did not expect to be dragged this way when I came out tonight. Alliteration's great. Uh, Is it called... Tea, tea time for evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid it is called Tainted Tea Party. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Okay. Tainted. Very. Tainted. So if you somehow missed out on last week's episode, Chibi uses back mm-hmm. and better than ever. Uh, sure. Well, not better than ever. I guess Wicked Lady is when Chibi is, is back and better than ever. That's her best form. <laughs> By far her best form. Uh, so Chibi is back, and uh, she shows up at the end of the last episode. So this is the first time she really gets to kind of hang out and, and talk to the scouts about what she's doing here in the 20th century. Uh, so we open on Chibi it, It's actually kind of clever because she's, you know, staring directly at the viewer, but also she's talking to the scouts. She's like, yeah, I'm Chibi I've come back to the 20th century to further my training as a Sailor Shinji. Please be good to me. Yes. <laughs> I watched this in this morning and it was like, same. <laughs> Chris, do you want to take a moment to tell everyone about the scouts' outfits? Oh, they're great. Yes! They're so they're great. so good. We actually, um, someone I think uh, uh, tweeted at us to ask if I had, since I'm always talking about the scouts' uh, outfits, if I have like any background in fashion. I do not at all. Like, just... I have no knowledge or expertise about fashion. I just think they have really cute outfits. Um, <laughs> I think today Amy wins. I oh, really I think Makoto wins. definitely wins this one. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Ami's a, Ami's a close second. Uh, so this is in order of how much I like them least to best. Uh, <laughs> Ray's wearing her, her uh, what is it? What is it called? Priestess. Uniform. <laughs> Miko. Yeah. Uh, Ray's wearing her Miko uniform, oh. uh, which is fine. It's just like we see it all the time. It's not like new. Uh, Usagi is wearing a kind of like uh, vest 
top with uh, it, it's like green with the pale pink bows down the front and in shorts. Minako is wearing a pink blouse with kind of like puffy like cap sleeves and uh, like a like an A-line skirt in in pale green. That's it's very cute. Ami, I mean, like as you said, Ami is like very very cute. She's got like a a blue and white striped top uh and like a blue mini skirt but also like a blue like neckerchief it's like really like a cute little scarf it's a really really cute outfit for her uh makoto is wearing a red and white like go-go dress like a like a mini dress with like thigh-high blue socks that looks i mean she looks awesome it is an incredible outfit uh she looks super super cool uh and and it's like like it's sporty, but it's not like it's it's not like she can like she's not about to like go play volleyball, but she looks like she might like drive a race car. Like she looks really, really awesome. It's it's really cool looking. I mean I still prefer Ami in this one, but but she does look great. Kat, you're with me though, that it, that yeah. it's Makoto with the coolest yeah. outfit. She she she's definitely pulling it this one. It's so good. <laughs> it's the kind of outfit you can do when you're that tall. You know, five, six. I feel like it's something nice. somebody would wear today, though. Yeah, sure. it really, it really does look like. It. I, I think Ami's outfit holds up too. Like, it's definitely kind of. It's Except got a little bit of neckerchief. <laughs> I like it though. Oh, I, I love the that... neckerchief. It makes. Yeah, it. I think that could, should really come back. That's a cool look. Like her look is a little retro, but it's but it's fun. It's a little retro, but it, it's like fashionably retro. So this scene kicks. As it's another scene that is humiliating for Usagi, but it's a very funny scene. Oh, also, we get like when when it starts off, like all the uh, all the girls get like uh, kind of chibi versions of themselves because they're all getting like sweat drops over uh, Chibiusa's introduction. So we not only get to see their cute outfits in the scene, we then get to see like super cartoony versions of those outfits. That's very very cute. Like Ami's really cute in that one too. So. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Chibiusa has a letter from uh, her mom. Yeah. But instead of giving it to Usagi, she gives it to Mina. Yes. And Mina reads it, and it's very simple. And It says, it says watch my kid, LOL, bye. <laughs> doesn't quite say that, but yeah. It basically says that. But, but the funny thing is, is like in the English dub... Oh, yeah, they changed it. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, we'll get to that because I know what you're going to say, and it's great. So I'll let you say it. But first, let's finish what it says in the, in the Japanese. Because in the Japanese dub, they're making fun of it going because it's so short. It doesn't really have an explanation. And they're like, well, that makes sense because it is Usagi, and Usagi is kind of a dick. Yeah, well, Luna pipes up, and she's like, yeah, Neo Queen Serenity is Usagi, so of course she sucks. And it's like, shut up, Luna. She's queen of the universe. This is you're going to be dead by that because you're a cat. And then Mina goes, yeah, you have a good point. Take a look. It's all written with no kanji. The entire letter. So if you don't know Japanese, the language, kanji is the, the, the special characters that are all like more complicated and they're whole words in like one symbol. Well, kanji and, is basically what derived from the Chinese alphabet right, that right. the Japanese yes. kind of borrowed. And so, and so this whole letter is written out like sy- syllabically with, um, what is it called? Um, Katakana. Yes. Hiragana. Sorry, sorry. And uh, and she shows it, and, and everyone's and also hearts. Yes, yes. And hearts. Everyone is mortified, including Usagi. <laughs> She's humiliated. Now, 
Now, Kat, go ahead. Tell us about what they it baffling me. Um, what they did well, in real, real quick, real quick, oh, Jordan. Okay. Before we before we move on to that, the scene where everybody kind of like freaks out after they're seeing the letter. Yeah. Um. Can you go to that scene for me, real quick? Right. Okay. So so this is a good screenshot. So I'm sure you want to talk about like Usagi with her limbs all akimbo and her hair turning in loops. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Can you look over at the left side of that real quick? Uh, no, I can't see on the left. <laughs> Look over the left side of that frame, real, 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 real quick. Ray, Ray looks embarrassed. Yeah, no, further left. Uh, there's a red rope up in the air there. A little bit down. Uh, the top of Makoto's head. Further down. <laughs> Makoto's neck. F- further, further down. <laughs> Makoto's <laughs> boobs. We'll get there. Don't turn it weird. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I was the spirit of Allison was coming over me. Yes, okay, yes, I see. It's it's definitely Ami. Ami is clutching onto Makoto. Is clutching onto Makoto. They're very good friends. Oh uh, god, these outfits are so cute. <laughs> so cute. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. So, um, okay, so now, Kat, tell us. Well, what they the... also point out that one ca- that like you can tell that one character was written wrong and she erased it, which is like pretty yes. funny. But Chris, listen to what they fucking did in the English. It's insane. Go for it. Okay. It, I, I guess it like follows the dumb it down for Americans theme throughout these episodes where where basically Mina says that it's written in like an imaginary language. Yeah. <gasps> what? Mina literally says, I read this with my imagination. It's it's total gibberish. Right. And I, it's just like, wow. But like, okay, but like when she shows it to the camera, it's, it's still, like she's holding up the letter, right? Yeah, yeah. it's still like the... So Kira it's in Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Guys. You know, the language that everything is written around them at all times. You know. For the entire show. <laughs> I, like, I'm yeah. surprised they didn't like, I guess, like, overlay some kind of English text on it. Well, I mean, Cloverway was a little cheaper than uh, than Deke, and Deke gave up on that by the end, too. Kat, be really careful when you you go to Japan, because probably all the signs and stuff are going to be in some made-up bullshit language (laughs) that doesn't even exist. What the fuck, guys? (laughs) But I've been studying bullshit language for a while now, so I think I'll be okay. (laughs) Read it with your imagination, it'll be great. Oh, wait, do you you read Japanese? Well, like, from watching Sailor Moon, like, I watched a lot of series with (laughs) subtitles, so, like... I I've picked up Japanese through watching anime, which is ridiculous. But like so recently, God. recently I've uh, actually got like a tutor and started actually learning Japanese, like for real. Nice. Can <laughs> so you can you read that. like the actual note that's on screen? Like, does it just say what what Mina says? I probably could. It will probably take me some time because I'm not very no, fast don't reader. Don't worry about it. It's imaginary anyway. It's all made up fake language. Not like we have here in America. I know. So, Canada, I guess. So also, guys, let me, let me tell guys, you, that's shameful. It's so let me tell bad. you my, my favorite part of this scene is that after uh, they all crowd around to see this letter and how embarrassing it is, for the rest of the scene, guys, for the rest of the scene, the cats are lying on the girls' heads. It's amazing. <laughs> Luna is just on Ami's head. And Artemis is on Mina's head, and I am like, oh my god, why don't my cats do this? <laughs> Here's what's fucked up. They could have completely flipped this scene around. Like Mina could have been like, Mina could have been like, yeah, look, it's written in Japanese. 
I know. And then everybody could have crowd around and been like, oh my god, like Neo Queen Serenity is awesome. Like, like she's so smart. Like she's sending us back messages in other languages that she speaks now. Like, Usagi, you're an idiot. What are you gonna learn how to speak Japanese? Like they could have like completely kept the same like that's me thinking about it for two minutes yeah. and not like insulting an entire country. I don't know. Like, maybe back then they were like, Americans can't handle it. Like, they can't handle anything that's not in English or, like, culturally appropriate. stupid is that you don't have to, like, let's not forget, this is an episode about a tea ceremony. I I know. It's really Japanese. (laughs) It's extremely Japanese. Like, that could have been, like... It could have been like, hey, you know, like they could have even said, like, wow, Usagi, you're really getting into like Japanese culture stuff. Like, you know, ever since no. that kimono festival last week and now getting this message in Japanese, like, Jesus Christ, guys. No. I'm no, so no. mad at people from from 1997. So, so after doing this fucking show. As they make fun of her for that and, and how lazy she is and how she sucks at everything, Rini says, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about her being clumsy, and Rini's like, Yeah, yeah, I know, she's really clumsy. Uh, future Maris told me all about that. And then <laughs> Yusagi attacks Ray, and they start having a fist fight. And she's like, It wasn't me, it was Future Mars. And she's like, That's you! That's <laughs> you! Yeah, well, yeah, everybody who's like, yeah, Neo Queen Serenity is just Usagi, no wonder she's a fucking idiot, is real quick to be like, oh, that's future me, that's not me. <laughs> like, God, you bunch of assholes. Every- mm, I'm so mad now. I was loving this episode, now I'm so mad. <laughs> this theme, I feel like, continues through the episode. There are other parts of this episode that have been changed to, like, oh, yeah. fit American standards. Oh, I hope so. I hope there have been. no. Not as much as you think. Uh, so, so then Mina finds there's another. Oh, there's a, well, there's one more note in here from future Usagi saying, "Hey, Usagi of the past, you should study because I I should have studied when I was young. So study." This is future Usagi taking the easy way out. Yes. If you think about it, because if she convinces Usagi of the past to study, that means that she just automatically gets like, you know, like a boost in. Brain power. <laughs> it would have been great if we got some Back to the Future shit where, like, the harder Usagi studies, like, the better that letter gets and the more information right? it has and the neater the calligraphy is. Right? <laughs> no. I, I stick by my theory that they can't actually change anything in this in this world. So we do get to see uh, some of Neo-Queen Serenity, who's a bullshit dummy, I guess. But yeah. but now speaks with like this kind of like royalty accent. They could have they could have even said like yeah, it's written in the language they speak in a thousand years on the fucking moon. I'm so <laughs> it's insane, dude. It's insane. Hey, you want to know something else weird? They also have uh, Rini say that she's she's in the 21st century. So she's here. <laughs> Well, but, they would have been they would have been dubbing this in like 1998, right? So right. It, it they were just been, like, well, actually, it might have been 2000. Yeah, this episode would have uh, aired in America in June 30th, 2000. Oh, so really? It was the 21st century? Yeah. Okay, there you go then. Well, technically, it was the last year of the 20th century, but nobody gives a shit. Everybody no, calls it the 21st century. Yeah, there's so, no years. I have ago. a question. What What do they say in the new dub? Oh, good question. No, in the new dub, they just say like, "Oh yeah, she she didn't use any any kanji." Oh, okay. I mean, it's just what it, it's just what it is. Okay, I didn't know if they like changed it. <laughs> no, it's like like Viz, unlike Deke and Cloverway, <laughs> assume that you're not like rock stupid. <laughs> All right, 
now we get to the fucked up part of the episode. So <laughs> one of many fucked up parts. Uh, this is, I think, the fuckedest upest part. So, um, okay, so Chibi Yusa has like before she came back to the 20th century, uh, Neo Queen Serenity, uh, that that sack of doorknobs who can't even write her own name, I guess. <laughs> Uh, is like, hey, go back to the past, make friends. It's very important that you make friends. Now, I actually Why? do know where this is going because there, there, there's there's one friend that she needs to make, right? Sure. Okay. So, but but Sagi tells her, hey, go back. Which again, to me, supports that. Again, really, she says it's for training, but she sends really she sends her back because she knows from her youth that she was back there. So she's like, all right, we got to send her back. So she does the thing she does when she's back. Yes. She tells her to go make friends. So we get Chibiusa kind of like wandering around, like going to where the kids go. Jedi style. Jedi. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Walking Jedi style through, uh, through uh, Maxfield State Memorial Park. (laughs) And a kid drops a toy. Well, Okay. Specific, a very specific I, I, toy. Very specific, and I think I, I think this is the key to understanding this next scene, because he drops a sh- toy of Shinchan. Now I don't know what that is. Can you help explain that to me? Cat, do you like? You might know more about it than I do because I've never actually watched the anime. I have some idea of it. Like it's very, it's like a very like old school popular character in Japan, where it's basically like this boy. It's like it's an anime slash manga based off of this like little kid and his like adventures and his like hooliganism, <laughs> more or less. And he has this special move that he does on people, which you you they pretty much emulate that whole kind of like behavior in this one scene. Oh, is this the the thing that the boy does? Is a thing? Yeah. That he, okay. Yeah. So yes. what happens for those who don't know is she she picks up this toy. Well, if you're if you're not paying attention. Uh, like you're making smoothies uh, in the <laughs> okay. morning, yeah, and you right. miss the and you miss the weird little Shinchan reference. Then this scene comes out of fucking nowhere. But that like really explains it. A so lot. so she picks up this toy. She sees a, a cute boy. I wrote down immediately creepy face boy because he looked fucking creepy to me. He, he just looks like a foreigner. He looks what? <laughs> what did you say? A foreign, well, like what Japanese would describe as a foreigner, like you know, like that kind of has Alan and Ann eyes. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Because he, he, like, I was looking at him and I'm like, this, like, I, I was watching this with Aiden this morning, and I was like, this little kid is wearing eyeliner and an yeah. ascot. Yeah. But she sees him and she immediately, it, it's like, oh, this love is first sight. <laughs> yeah. This is this must be what I'm supposed to be meaning. She goes, "Is this your ki- is this your toy?" And he goes, "Yeah," and starts doing like the pelvic thrust at her. Oh my god! And that's not the worst part. And then uh, he starts dancing around like a crazy person, saying all this weird shit. And then he rips off his pants and underwear and says, "Check it out! I'm an elephant. This is my true form. This is my true form." And flashes his junk. In his face. Uh, it's fucking crazy. And then his mother grabs him and hauls him away. You can see clearly that he has his, both his shorts and his underwear in his hand. It is fucking mental. 
But but in in the Cloverway dub, it's totally different because of course they don't want you to assume that this kid splashed this little girl. What they say in the Cloverway dub is like he's asking her if she wants to see his Sailor Moon underwear. Right. But the the funny thing is is that like scene where he's flashing her, he or maybe it's a little bit afterwards, he has both his underwear and yeah. his pants in his hands. You can see that he's holding underwear. I mean, it makes sense they left that in because we need to see this kid get bopped on the head by his mom. Right. For, and be like, hey, don't, don't get your stuff out. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she says, she, she, like, he says, like, check, I, I wear Sailor Moon undies. And then the mother is like, I'm, cut that out. I'm going to buy you some new underwear right away. Yeah. Like, you're not allowed to wear it anymore. Something like that. And it's like, okay. I feel like uh, the, like, the, the Shinchan toy really kind of explained with that like i feel like the american version of this scene like the, the equivalent would have been like this kid like coming up and dropping like a bart simpson doll yeah my shorts. and then being like and then being like yeah hey i'm i'm you know I, i'm whatever his name is who the hell are you eat my shorts man right uh, yeah or like beavis and butthead like and him like pulling his shirt over his head and being cornholio for a minute yeah. like but it's but yeah, if so, you don't wait, so see that Shinchan... doll or you don't know what that doll is, this scene is weird. Fucking wild. So Shinchan <laughs> goes around flashing ladies? There's there's a Shin... lot of flashing in this episode. Shin well Shinchan, like he like it's a it's it's a weird little cartoon series, but it's but yeah, like it's he like he, he that dude will run around with no pants on sometimes. Okay. Yeah. It, it's kind of just like a little comedy, like little episodes of like comedic things like preschoolers do pretty I much mean, look i i literally just googled shinchan i swear to god this is true i just googled shinchan it hit image search the number three result is shinchan with no pants on drawing a picture of an elephant on his like on his junk oh yep. yeah look at that i'm not kidding that's yeah. the number three result yeah i see it and i didn't actually want to see that today <laughs> <laughs> but there it is it's like it's like japanese people are they don't have this thing with nudity that America does, or even Canada. It's natural over there, like especially if it's a little kid. It's, it's funny. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, Rini didn't think so. Like, Rini was mortified to see this well, guy's Well, she's junk a little kid, face. and she's probably never seen one, so she's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So then she goes about her business, having been mortified by that. And now, here's another weird thing. So she sees this other, well boy now here's the thing i say boy because this is a boy character but if they didn't say boy i would never have known it was a boy because it's definitely drawn in the style of pretty girls on the show and in the english dub they just went yeah that's a girl well it's not only that he's wearing the the, the kimono that he's wearing is a girl styled kimono <laughs> they 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 zoicided him yeah <laughs> But, like, and also, um, his name is Tamasaburo. Well, they meet Tamasaburo, and I actually looked it up to see, like, uh, what, like, if this was a thing. Uh, and as far as I know, uh, he is named for Bando Tamasaburo, uh, who is a kabuki actor. Like, a well-known kabuki actor. Who, uh, and of course, in kabuki, much like in, like, old, like, Shakespearean plays, it's all men. It's, it's the opposite of the Sailor Moon musical. Yeah, uh, it's all men, and so he was known for playing uh, female characters. Huh. Oh, okay. So I think I think that's the like that's where his name the, the that is what his name is a reference to. 
that he is uh, essentially a, a male character playing what is a traditionally female role in the, the tea ceremony. Well, and, but which is which is very strange because, again, it's a cartoon. So, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they drew him like a boy. They just drew him like a, a woman. And in fact, he was played by a woman. In but in the voice, the voice actress who played him. Well, so is Bobby Hill. Those parts. Sure. Yeah, sure. But that's like a thing. The, Chris, but I, what I'm saying is to do a thing where you go, okay, this is a character who looks like a girl, sounds like a girl, is doing girl things, is wearing girl clothes, but we're going to say it's a boy. I'm just saying it's a strange choice. That's Jordan, all I'm saying. Jordan, that's, that's what Haruka does. Yep. You, much like Sailor Moon, are just discovering that gender is a social construct. No, Chris, because that's in the world of Sailor Moon, Haruka is a real person. Haruka didn't, whereas in the in the real world that we're in, the people making the show went, let's draw a picture of a girl, have them doing girlish things, have a girl play the voice, and say <laughs> it's a guy. Can you get back to the part where Haruka is a real person? <laughs> in the world of the show, it's true. She is real. Sailor <laughs> Moon, she is real. Tomasaburo is literally exactly as real as Haruka. Jordan, I don't know no, where you're... No, I, I don't know you're drawing a comparison is. of... Sailor Moon to Haruka is as me to this character. And I'm saying, no, the character is not real. Okay. So you don't want me to ever compare you to Sailor Moon again. Oh, my God. You don't want to be compared to Sailor Moon. <laughs> Only, no, accurately. Only accurately. So uh, she sees Thomas Aru walking around. And then uh, Chibusa kind of runs into Mamoru. Uh, and I gotta say, this cannot possibly be the same day as the last episode. Because the festival happens at night. And this episode takes place in the day. So it's at least the next day. Mm-hmm. I feel like if Chibi Yusa comes back, the first thing your ass got to do, Usagi, is call Mamoru. I feel like you got to be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to be parents again. No, I, I think she probably told him because he's not like, holy shit. He's like, hey, Chibi Yusa. But like, but like, this is this is also like the the first time she's seen him. So, yes. which means okay, either this, these are our two choices: either Usagi did not call Mamoru to tell him that his daughter from the future was back in the present, or no. Usagi did, and Mamoru was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll catch you later." <laughs> like, just didn't come over. <laughs> Probably what happened is Usagi called Mamoru and said, "Oh, I got some news." But let's go on a date because I don't want to fucking share you with my disgusting voicemail. <laughs> no, and they went on the date, and she said, "So turns out the spore's back," and <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, she's back," because again, that's why when he sees her, he's not like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "There she is." Hey, how's it going? And we we talked about last episode that we we haven't seen uh, KG and Ikuko lately either. Yeah, and it's are they just gonna get are they just gonna get umbrella hypnotized again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, there's a, like, I, look, I am surprisingly into Chibi Moon being here, but there are logistics that I am curious about that we do not get explained. So Chibi just butts in on this date, (laughs) and it's just the third wheel on a date now, and they all are eating uh, takoyaki together, and Chibi decides that she wants to feed Mamoru, at which point Yusagi's like, no way, I feed Mamoru. Memoru, and they're both just shoving food down his throat, killing him. <laughs> While he's choking and they're arguing about it. 
Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't take. Oh. But at but at the same time, like in 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 the Japanese dub, they're eating this thing called takoyaki, which is basically like little cooked pancakes with 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 squid in them. Sounds like some bullshit fake food they'd have in a fake country that doesn't even have a language. Right, and then <laughs> and then Chibuyu says like, "No, I'm going to feed him popcorn," and I'm like, "Popcorn? No, that's in the dub." I thought. Yeah, that's in the dub. Like, she yeah, says yeah. popcorn. I'm like, where do you get popcorn from here? Ridiculous. Anime. Like, I mean, you, like, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows about jelly donuts, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, jelly, jelly donuts, donuts instead of, of uh, onigiri. Yeah. Which is, like, such a crazy thing. Because, food, like, food is is such a weird thing that is, like, extremely cultural like it's like it's even regional like within america like i can't get the same food like when i go to seattle next week i can't go to the waffle house because they don't have those out there you know like i i can't get bojangles you can get a jelly donut but but yeah but i could get like a jelly donut but like food is something that's so tightly regional and it's so tightly cultural it's such a weird thing to be like oh we're just gonna pretend it's something else because I feel like if you can accept that Pokemon exist, <laughs> like if you can accept that there is a kingdom on the moon that, that these these children have come from, you can accept that this is happening in Japan. You can accept that that, that they're eating takoyaki. And maybe you go, hey, mom, what's takoyaki? Hey, dad, what's onigiri? And then you find out and you've got a delicious new food. Maybe they just don't want the parents to feel stupid because they don't know. <laughs> Well, you know what you do? You go, hey, I'll find out. We have had sushi in America for quite a while. That's all I'm saying. But it's not like the sushi in Japan. No? Like, sushi in, like in Japan, you, they don't serve you rolls. Sushi what? in Japan is basically fish on rice. That's what sushi is. They don't the do rolls is rolls? an American construct. No! Yes. What? Much like, much like uh, burritos. Yes. What? Burritos also an American concept. Burritos are Californian, dude. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> dude, are we like are you like seriously mind blown by this right now? Yes. Like the only thing the only kind of so quote unquote roll thing you would find in Japan is maybe like a cucumber roll, but not like these giant things that we have with like all kinds of fish and cream cheese and whatnot. That's totally American. Yeah. I feel like it's such a a simple cultural thing, but it's a cultural thing that like it's a thing that always gets like tossed around as being like a, a like a marker of like a foreign like like a foreign uh culture or a foreign society or a foreign country is like you know you you always go to like you know the food like the food they eat and and that like kind of creates these divisions and I feel like if we just told children that onigiri exists we could end racism and that's kind of a joke but it's also kind of not a joke. Racism and picky eaters. Yeah. If we didn't have to tell kids, oh, don't worry, they're eating good old-fashioned American donuts, <laughs> like, then, we could, then we could make some strides. That's all I'm saying. I think it's crazy. And, and also, Japanese food is delicious. So. It is so good. Yeah, onigiri's great. Try it. Kids of the early 90s, try onigiri. You'll like it. I'm still struggling with this. Um. <laughs> I want some. I want some evidence. I want some evidence. I'm trying to look it up, and I can't find anything. That's crazy to me. And sushi's a very like, I guess, uh, like a 
eventful food. It's not like, I'm going to go eat sushi. Like, it's like, we have, like, a party, we're going to have sushi. Or, like, I'm going here specially to eat sushi. They don't do it. You're saying they don't do it casually. It's not like America where it's like, oh, I'm going to have sushi for lunch. What? I might be wrong about burritos, but I did once go to a Mexican restaurant that literally had a sign. It's in New York. It's over on Avenue A. It's called La Lucha. You should go there. It's awesome. Uh, but okay. then they had a sign that said, like, we serve authentic Mexican food. We do not serve, and in quotes, burritos. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, what's the most common sushi roll? Well, it's, like, California roll. So that sort of yeah. seems to suggest it's from California. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which Fucking is like, hell. which there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with like, you know, uh, like, like English, like English curries or, or American burritos or any of like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like adapting food to a new culture. Like, I feel very passionately about food. That's all. That's all. Because <laughs> like Indian curry versus Thai curry versus Japanese curry, they're all different. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with a, uh, with a uh, Hayashi rice. <laughs> isn't that your favorite dish we, that, that's a that's a throwback to an old episode oh, yeah mm-hmm. all right where were we in this episode i don't oh so right then then they show up yeah then uh as as memory is choking and uh usagi and uh chibiusa are perfectly willing to watch their lover and father respectively like die in front of them uh haruka and michiru show up and again go immediately into watercolor here's the thing though Mm-hmm. They're still dressed in the outfits they were wearing last night. Well, I guess they're not no, because they're different ones. Michiru is wearing a different kimono, but Haruka is not. So I feel like in my head they hit that they hit that uh, Juban festival and like this is the next morning no. and they're walking home hungover. I don't no, think you're no. right about that. He's wearing or she's wearing a very different outfit. They're wearing Haruka. it for a specific thing that they're going to. Yeah, in my notes, I put down, why are they still wearing uh, robes? And then I realized, as then as soon as we find out, oh, it's because they're going to the fancy tea ceremony. But I guess you're right. They are wearing completely different outfits. That's, I, I did not notice. But 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 both, uh, everybody is in love with them. Uh, Chibi is like, oh, look at them. They're so beautiful. And then, much like talking cats, Usagi <laughs> just casually talks about the fact that she's her mother in the future in front of everyone. <laughs> And that Hanukkah is a girl, just so that you know, because Chibi Moon makes that uh, comment of how they look like her parents from the future. Yeah, yeah. And like, this season's so very weird, like very weird, right? Mm -hmm. Like in its its treatment of Hurka. Like, we've talked about it before. We've got a lot of letters on it. And it's, I love getting those letters. And it's like, it's, it's an it's interesting. Strange stuff. So uh, they're going for tea. How about, oh, first of all, Mamoru stops choking and tells them off and is like, what the fuck? (laughs) Legit. I'll give him that one. That one's legit. (laughs) And uh, the ladies say, we're going for tea. You want to come? And Yusagi's like, yeah, I'll come for tea. Uh, Like tea is code for like pigging out on snacks, right? Because I'm into it. Of course. Uh Nope, no, let's go for we lure you somewhere and murder you to get your <laughs> yes, heart. That's the usual thing. This, uh, is, no. this is kind of the first time we've seen them. That that's not what they're doing. Yeah, actually, is it? Wait, hold on. I mean, again, they are going to the place where the heart situation is happening. So the maybe they situation. are. Maybe they were. Just again, a scene we didn't see earlier was them going. 
Oh, that tea ceremony was really impressive. I know, it must have taken a real pure heart to do that. Oh, do you really think so? Well, then maybe we should go again. Yes, I think we should. Okay, so they are. So, so they're, they are. They're, they are on the job. Yeah. They're always on the job. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> There's never yeah. an episode where they're just, like, lazing about. <laughs> I mean, there should be something where they're just, like, out getting groceries, right? Like, yeah. you, have, you have to stop working at some point. No, they no, are, they like, only... that, like, iconic Japanese, like, always working all of the time thing. They shop at Pure Heart Groceries, just in case. <laughs> So, so, so the joke is on Usagi because it's a formal tea ceremony, which Usagi seems completely unfamiliar with. Well, because yeah, she doesn't care, give a shit about cultural stuff. Yeah, but I thought like I I know that the tea ceremony is like an important thing in Japanese culture, but again, like I I will freely admit like my relative ignorance on this. I assumed it was something that, that, you know, maybe not everyone had experienced, but that they would be, you know, like, familiar with the mechanics of. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Like, going and being like, okay, salad forks on the outside, soup spoons <laughs> on the outside. No, I mean, I, like, again, I think it would be more in line with, like, if, if somebody was like, uh, Chris, go to high mass and do all the things you're supposed to do. Uh, that's Okay, that's a good point, because I would have no idea how to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, I feel like... In- in Japan, like, people know about the tea ceremony. Like, it's a thing they know about. Uh, like, in this case, I feel like Usagi was thinking of it more like the American kind of, like, or not American, but, like, British tea. Yeah, tea time. Where they have cakes and stuff. But, like, the actual ceremony itself has, like, a lot of rules. And it's kind of, like, almost like a dance. And you have to learn these things. <laughs> like, how to hold the bowl, how to, like, drink it. Like, the whole, it's, it's very aesthetic. Kind I think my thing. first experience with it was was in uh, was in Ranma one half where the oh, they were yeah. doing like tea ceremony martial arts. Of course, yes. Oh my gosh, so good. I mainly know about it from Usagi Yojimbo, which if if people out there aren't familiar, it's like literally one of the best comics of all time. Uh, it's by Stan Sakai, and there's an issue that's literally just the tea ceremony. It's just like 20 pages of, of him drawing a tea ceremony. And it's like a fantastic issue. But it's like really the only the only time I've been familiar with it. Because as we have talked about on the show before, I only learn things from comic books. Yay! <laughs> I've learned a lot of things from comic books. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, Usagi Jumbo takes place in like a fictionalized kind of furry animal version of uh, of the, I think it's the Edo period. Uh, so things are a little bit different. You know, Usagi as a as a samurai would be expected to know way more about uh, the tea ceremony than Usagi Sugino, yeah. who is a cancer, her blood type is O, and she's a bit of a klutz. Yeah, he's an actual Usagi. He's a literal yes, rabbit. Yes, he, he is a bunny rabbit. But if you have not read Usagi Ojimbo, like, highly, highly recommended. It. It's great. I, lo- I love that you called him a bunny rabbit. You didn't just say he is, rabbit. He's a bunny rabbit. <laughs> Jordan, have you not noticed that I say things like bunny rabbit and kitty cat on the show all the time? <laughs> Pretty cute. Yeah, I know, but now we're talking about a samurai warrior. I thought you'd, I thought you'd, you'd, uh, you'd formalize it for him, but no. So anyway, Yusagi is completely dumbfounded by this, uh, this, this event happening. In comes, uh, uh, what's the name of the character again? Uh, Tamasaburo. Tamasaburo, yes. And uh, comes in and begins the tea ceremony and... Uh, Every, again, every, everybody else, well, not everybody else, uh, obviously Chibi doesn't know what to do, but everybody else uh, there, like, 
uh, memorial and stuff, they all know what how to bow the right way and et cetera, et cetera. Then we cut to Professor Tomoe, who is also making tea. This scene he's just, is so good. He's just making tea. He's liking it. He's doing his own little tea uh. ceremony, whipping up some tea. And then he immediately drinks it, scalds the inside of his mouth, <laughs> spits it out, and smashes the teapot. <laughs> yeah, uh, before, before we get to that, which is real quick, like, we see Chibiusa looking at Tamasamaro, and, like, we get, like, a, a title card behind her, and it says, this one's okay. Which I thought was, like, a perfect way to, like, represent, like, I want to be friends with that person. They're probably pretty okay. <laughs> like, it's... It's a very adult way of looking at someone. <laughs> this one seems sane. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as opposed to everyone else around her at all times. Oh. Tomoe's tea ceremony. We get like some really good Tomoe animation. It's like he's so creepy. I love him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so then he calls back up uh, Witches Five, calls back up uh, Eugil, and uh, Eugil's like, "Okay, uh, you want you want a tea?" person all right uh here's this uh, guy doing tea stuff perfect i'll send it out he's like great i I'll love that she's in. basically just googling people yeah <laughs> she's like oh yeah yeah drums got it um gotcha found you found you a drummer drum pure heart okay they have a really great yelp rating so i'm pretty sure that uh that they've got a pure heart yep 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 he does his new factory production uh on a, on a tea uh cauldron i don't know what to call it exactly it looks like a little cauldron it's it's basically the the traditional teapot i mean not teapot but like where they boil the water and uh she gets packed away into the metal box put into the car the car this time comes out on a runway at the airport i don't know why (laughs) and uh she's off uh cut back to the (laughs) this is a pretty great part cut back to the tea ceremony where usagi's feet have completely fallen asleep. Yes, uh, they've gone completely numb because she's sitting on them. Yeah, because you kind of sit on uh, your you kind of sit on your your knees. It's a good stretch for your quads, yeah. by the way. Just heads up if you if you if you need you need to stretch them out. Uh, I will say, Jordan, like to what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, there is a scene in this, and it was kind of the it's kind of the first time I think that we realized that Tamasavaro is meant to be male uh, is when Haruka re- like refers to him as he. Yeah. No, they they called him he. Doctor Tomo did, and I was making smoothies. And, dog, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tomoe called him a him, and Rini was like, "Look at that cute boy." Did no, she didn't say that. I missed. I missed that. I thought she did. Doesn't she doesn't say anything in the Japanese version? It's just like she, it's just like the word like kawaii. Like he's not particularly he or she. Like just cute in the English version. I know she says a whole bunch of other things. But I think, like, it's towards, like, him being a girl. But, like, there has not been, like, a gender-specific... Yeah, right. so cute. You're right. Until, I think, this moment. But, no, well, until Tomoe and, and Jill definitely I, said I missed he. it with Tomoe. But, like, because Haruka says it in this scene, I kept expecting, like... I kept expecting a, an Usagi reaction to be like, You mean he... You mean he's a boy? But, like, we don't get that. So... Like I was, I was actually kind of surprised because this entire season has been like a weird let's experiment with gender identity on Sailor Moon. And some, and somebody mentioned that his name is slightly gendered. The name, yeah, yeah, his his name includes the character for son. Right, 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 right. As in, as in, like a male child, not like the the sun in the sky. Yeah, yeah. 
Usagi's legs are going numb. She wants to go home. And oh god, it's like I was, I I was watching this being like Usagi, don't, Usagi, don't, don't do this, Usagi. <laughs> Don't which thing? Well, she, she her legs are going numb. She's obviously like her feet are falling asleep. She and Chibi used to spend some time like punching each other in the foot, which is well for, because because Chibi starts shoving all the like I don't even know what that food is like shoving them in her mouth. Dumplings. It's dumplings. It's dumplings. Okay, and and it's jelly donuts. Jelly donuts. It's jelly donuts. Yes. Usagi points out that no, check out the classy people are all doing it slowly and classily with 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 rose petals flowing over cherry blossoms flowing across them um that's how you're supposed to do it so so chibi gets embarrassed and then just punches her yusagi in the foot so hard and yusagi freaks out in again great animation yeah tamasaburo uh is like oh hey i'll do something to take your mind off uh, off your feet falling asleep and starts doing this like elaborate, like you know, spinning a teacup on the 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 little thing that you like pour the tea with, like the the kind of long ladle, the water ladle. And then I think it's I think it's Mishiru is like, yeah, that teacup is like a national treasure. It's like they say it's worth a million dollars. Oh, a million yen. Well, they didn't say million dollars in the uh, in the subtitles, so they, they, they always switched that over. <laughs> it's worth a million jelly donuts. Okay. It's worth million. This. Yeah, it's worth millions. Uh, and Usagi's like, millions? Don't know. You, you're gonna drop it. And Usagi like gets up and starts on her like f- a numb asleep feet, like <laughs> flopping over to this person performing an elaborate Japanese tea ceremony. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Usagi, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, this is the worst. Okay. This is like, because this is her being a fucking idiot. And I hate it. <laughs> this isn't her being like good hearted and kind of well-meaning and just like lazy and clumsy. This is her being stupid. Well, she is being well-meaning. She is. She, but like, but like no reasonable person would do what she does. Well, again, it's okay. She ends up getting stepped on by everyone. So literally she learns her lesson. Yeah. So, cause, cause, uh, Mamoru, Mishiru and Haruka, the adults in the room, like all ju- like they, we actually get like a really funny scene where everybody has like an action pose as they go into to action to uh catch the teacup mm-hmm. and i love i love that like uh michiru gets the like hand by her face like naruto ass pose but yeah it's fun it's it's fun like god usagi why why did you do that it was dumb <laughs> it was dumb that she did that but they, it all works out it doesn't get smashed thankfully well usagi gets smashed <laughs> yes but she's fine. <laughs> Which brings us to the act break. Jordan, mm-hmm. how is this show supported? This show is supported by listeners like you on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash sailor business. All you have to do is uh, you can sign up and you can uh, give as little as a dollar a month to help us fund our sailor business actions. And uh, if you give more than that, you c- if you give $5 a month, you get access to exclusive content, cut things, uh, uh, probably Allison Stock saying very dirty things that doesn't make it to the, to the show, um, which I can't even imagine. Having listened to Xena Business, I'm 
can't even imagine what dirty things get. Well, cut here, here's the thing: show. Allison edits Xena uh, business, so nothing gets <laughs> cut out. <laughs> that show is so much dirtier than this. Yeah, show. it's really which the, is it's really the, the like adult version of Sailor Moon. Of, of Sailor right. Moon, well, like this one, I think like don't don't listen to Xena biz around your kids. Right, right, right. I mean, and, and again, that's good because if Sailor Business was. Two guys going like, yeah, look at how sexy the Sailor Scouts are. <laughs> that would be pretty gross. Well, I mean, that's that's also not what Xenobus is. That's Xenobus with me going like, oh, yeah, Lucy Lawless is beautiful. And uh, and Renee O'Connor, like I had a huge crush on and kind of still do. And then Allison being like, yeah, here's a list of fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets real. It gets real dirty. Uh, anyway, uh, so, yes, you could support us there at is it $15 a month? You get a uh, enamel, uh, soft enamel pin that we are working on right now. Yes, uh, the $15 level uh, will get you access to the bonus content and an enamel pin uh, that's going to be designed by Katie Donnelly. Uh, she's going to be working on that after Emerald City, so we'll probably have that done uh, and, and ready to ship by late March, early April. And it's going to be super awesome. I have hinted at what it might be in the past. Jordan, you know. Cat, uh, oh, yes. you don't. Right. Cat, <laughs> uh, do you want to know? Because because uh, Jake can Jake can drop a sensor on this again if you want. I would, I would love to know. It's gonna be. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I know it's gonna be great. It's gonna be <laughs> oh great. My god. That is gonna be available to our backers at the fifteen dollar level. Uh, at the five dollar level, you get uh, bonus content, access to show notes, to. Uh, things that get cut out, like Jordan said, a bonus content that we're going to do. I think we're going to try and do something to mark the 20th and 25th anniversary, like we said earlier in the show. Uh, but you can even support at $1 a month and uh, you get access to patron only posts, which we, we put up those sometimes. And uh, we will thank you on the show. We do not have any new uh, backers right now because we record two shows at a time. So if you want to check in on our latest backers, uh, you can listen to last week's episode where we thanked all of our new friends. Uh, but instead, we are going to answer some Twitter questions here in the act break. Yes, we are. Here's one. Dorothy Banks wants to know, if you could make one of Jedi's businesses succeed, which one would it be and why? Uh, geez. Um, okay, so what do we have? The clock stores? Yeah. Not Chanella. Not the Oh Chanelas. my God. No, I do not like the... Too creepy. Come on. Yeah. It's like bringing back Furbies. Ugh. <laughs> Except they're alive for real. Even better. Uh, what else did he do? He did he do the amusement park? I mean, that he was did the cool. amusement park, but the amusement park like existed before. Like, I don't think the amusement park was built by the Dark Kingdom, but was taken over by the Dark Kingdom. It's it's hard to say. But it's like, hard to tell. but like, like a a straight up like dark like a dark like if if Disneyland is the Magic Kingdom, if you made the Dark Kingdom as an amusement park, do you know how many people would fucking love that? Like, like, I mean, look, I kind of hate, oh, it's like Disney princesses, but dark. But like, do you know how much money you would make with that? How much energy you will steal? <laughs> like, a, like a Disneyland that was for like <laughs> shitty teens. Oh my like, God. It would make what? So, so much fucking bank. But that's not what he did. That's not what it was. Jordan, yeah, and that that's business failed. Thing. And so now we are making it. But like, imagine going to an amusement park and it like looked like Disneyland, like when you first walked in, but the deeper into the park you went, like the weirder it got. And like the magic princess who controlled the animal turned into a creepy doll. Like you would make a shitload of money. Let's do it. Jordan, get us some investors. We're building an amusement park. No, I don't. Sailor world. Business world. I mean, I think, I think, I think you're neglecting uh, midnight zero 
which was great. And also, by the way, was successful. If he just wasn't killing all the women who called in, it would have done really well. Yeah, not... Oh, yeah, he also had a fitness center. No. <laughs> that episode. I'm telling you, Darkland, Dark Kingdom. Darkland is where it's at. Man, I don't know. I, I, I still like Midnight Zero. I want him to do Midnight Zero for real. Uh, well, good, good news. It exists. What? You know what I mean. It's not about love. Oh, Jordan, you're such a rainy day, man. What's our next question? Ah, let's see. Our next question is... (laughs) Here you go, Chris. You'll like this one. Uh, Rem Zelaya wants to know, what other objects would you like to see turned into sexy people? Uh, literally (laughs) everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. So let me ask you this. If... Let me get specific. If... If they were going to come for your pure heart, what would they turn into a diamond? A comics, obviously. Like, there'd be a sexy lady, like, <laughs> comic book. <laughs> hardcover of Final Crisis, which is the first thing I saw on the bookshelf. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Not sexy lady Batman? Well, no, because I don't have, like, a... Like, I mean, I guess I have action figures. Like, I've got a couple of, of toys, but I don't have anything, like, Batman-shaped. Like, it would have to just be, like, a comic. Like, whatever, whatever a comic looks like when you turn it into a sexy lady that wants to murder you, that's what it would be. So then, and then it would attack with like big bams and pows, and like use thought bubbles and stuff. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so good. What would, it, right, what would right. it like? Would it be a sexy lady ukulele coming after you, Jordan? I think it must, right? Yeah, a sexy lady mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it would go into my own mustache, crawl off oh my, my face, and attack me. That would be great because then it's like we have we can't destroy it. Terrifying. We have to turn it back into your mustache and put it back on your face. I think a ukulele is probably safer. How about you, Kat? What what would it be to come after you? Oh, gosh. Maybe like a sexy pencil? <laughs> okay. All right. Now, Kat, you are an artist. Uh, people can, can check out your art at your Tumblr. So I feel like now, anyone out there who is an artist, I feel <laughs> like you have prime. to draw the diamond that would come for you. Prime, prime time, like, fan art opportunity here. That's pretty great. What would, where, would the, where would the star tattoo be? And what would the diamond oh. be who, who comes after you? Oh, man. All right. Let's do, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Speaking of which, uh, Christian LeBlanc wants to know, if a diamond egg landed on Mamoru, would he be turned into a sexy lady version of Tuxedo Mask? Uh, I actually answered that question on Twitter with a picture of Yamato Yuga. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Who of is right. a sexy lady version of Tuxedo Mask who I am in love with. Which is better than Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> yes. There, there, there would be like no reason to change him back. All right, here's one more that I don't know the answer to, because I don't get it. But maybe you will. Michael Scally wants to know, which Sailor Scout most likely owns a Bullet Club shirt? Okay, uh, the Bullet Club, Jordan. Um, you're, you're fam- you're, you don't watch pro wrestling, but I assume you're familiar with some of the basic tropes. Maybe. Like, I'm sure, like, uh, what's, a, what's a way for you? Like, you know the Futurama episode where Bender becomes a pro wrestler? I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, maybe if I did it was well, a while they, ago, there was a, a sort of trope in, in in pro wrestling and it's the evil foreigner and I kind of hate it because it's okay. very like retrograde and it's just like, like Rusev right now is from Bulgaria and for a while he was Russian uh, and it's just like uh, like but he's like a strong man who wins all of his matches like there's no reason like he doesn't cheat like there's no reason to not like him except for he's not from here and it's like really like i, I don't like it like the guy from rocky four like Ivan. well ivan drago also killed a man like he kills a but like, just spoiler through, warning just that's why boxing. people don't like him just through boxing yeah he boxed he him boxing so hard he died fair and square. 
and then and then showed no remorse. Isn't that like, the point? Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, there is a, a group called Bullet Club, and Bullet Club is uh, evil foreigners. But because it's in New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's all Americans and like a couple of Canadians, oh. which I think is hilarious. <laughs> so they're all these like young show off like American and, and Kenny Omega is Canadian, but like, you know, Western wrestlers who, you know, use all the very common like heel tactics that you see in, in like American wrestling, like, you know, cheating and, and like having like two guys beat up one guy and distracting the referee and doing all that stuff. So it's not really done that much in Japanese wrestling, but that like the, they are like super, super over as bad guys. Uh, over there and they have like really cool okay. merchandising like this is a here i will look up the bullet club shirt so there are a bunch of guys who wear black and white uh and they kind of like synthesize everything that's like fun about heel factions in america uh they kind of dress like the nwo they kind of act like degeneration x they you know like they're they're very much like everything that american bad guy wrestlers do they do so there's there's a picture of uh, some members of the bullet club and I guess Prince Devitt was also not American. He is Irish, <laughs> but and I guess uh, I guess Bad Luck Valley was was uh, was uh, Tongan. So the question is, who not only who likes pro wrestling, which is Makoto, but who would like the bad guys? I don't think Makoto would be into it. I don't think Makoto would be into it. I think Minako would have a Bullet Club shirt. Oh, twist! I think Minako would be into the Bullet Club. That's what I think. I can see that. Why? Uh, I feel like Mina would be the kind of since she's a since she's like a literal superhero. I think she would kind of enjoy fictional villains. Okay. Okay. Like that would be that would be the way to like kind of get you know have fun with her dark side. Would be for her to have like to get like really into villainous pro wrestlers. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That makes sense. So I think I think Minako is the most likely to own a Bullet Club shirt. All right. Well, hopefully that answered all the questions that we have so far today. Should we get back to the show? Cut back to a cafe where Shibi and uh, Usagi and Mamoru are having a post-tea snack. Well, Usagi, Memoru seems to be having more tea. Usagi's having a... <laughs> like, yeah, like a tea or like an espresso. He's got like yeah. a small coffee cup. Usagi's having a crazy Sunday of some sort with like... I mean, it looks like it has like carrots coming out of it, but that can't be right. So I don't know what the fuck is it. I think it's oranges and maybe apples. <laughs> okay, that's also kind of weird for a Sunday. And also like four sticks of Pocky and a cherry Yep, and chocolate sauce. Chibi is having a green fizz of some sort, like it's a green a soda. melon soda. Okay, melon soda. That makes sense. That's 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 the thing. That's a, I guess that's a very tropey kind of Japanese drink, where <laughs> they basically it's green but it tastes like melon, and sometimes they put like ice cream in it, like a float. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, this is where Chibi is finally like, yeah, mom told me to come back and like make friends, and Usagi's like, friends? I'm fucking great at friends. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me I could, like, make you so many friends? Which I absolutely believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, although she does, she she has to kind of grudgingly agree to help her because first Usagi or Chibi is just sitting there dissing her going, you embarrassed me in front of everyone. <laughs> well, 
again, it is mega legit. <laughs> like, yeah, Usagi, like, you, like, hey, dumbass, you almost <laughs> broke, like, a national, like, Jesus, what is wrong with you in this she's, episode, Usagi? She's a five-year-old. She shouldn't know this. So, but they do, they team up, they shake hands, and then, and later that day, or the next day, well, Usagi's wearing the same clothes, so later that day. It's later that day, because, because or else Udiol has been driving around for, like, a day and a half. Oh, right, right, right. So later that day, Usagi has given Chibi one of her old kimonos to wear, and she's it's obviously way too big for her, and it's it's very funny, and she's trying to march down the street in it to go and become apprentice to the tea master. Yes. But then they're almost run over by a white hatchback Subaru. Oh, <laughs> it's Eugene. Uh, and it you deal pulls a fucking Rockford Files move with this car, like slams that shit in reverse, backs into a driveway. It's like again, there's some there's some Dominic Dom Toretto, Brian O'Connor uh shit going on right now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So then they, they run off to go help, and then we get a ridiculous scene. Uh because Usagi gets stuck in the like fence or whatever. Well, well Chibi Yusa dives through this gap, like little gap in a fence, right? And so that she can get into uh, Tamasaburo's house. And Usagi tries to follow, which is her. like really tiny like, if you look at it. And, well, no, but here's the the problem. And then Luna goes through, and then Usagi gets stuck, and Luna is like giving her so much shit. Like, yeah, Luna goes, Luna, like, so he's like, yeah, I can't get through, I'm stuck. And Luna goes, you need to go on a diet. <sighs> Fuck you, Luna. That's absurd. <laughs> Yusaki is fucking microscopic. She's, like, less than five feet tall. She weighs probably six pounds or some shit. That is a hole that no person could go through if Yusaki is stuck in it. There's a lot of, like, fan art that, that like, draws uh, Usagi, like, a little bigger, which I think is, like, fine. It makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I think, you know, Usagi's defining traits are that she, you know, she's lazy and she likes to eat a lot. And that, does, you know, those obviously aren't the only reasons that you could have, like, a larger body. But it's, it's you know, Usagi even talks up to herself about how she, like, feels fat sometimes. And... And all the other characters are like, yeah, you're going to get fat. Like, you need to go on a fucking diet. But, like, if you're going to do that, like, I, I think it would be... I, I like the, the fan art of, like, a larger Usagi. If you're going to do that, don't have Usagi be, like, a tiny little little bird. I know. Like, being yelled at by her shitty cat. Yeah. This bird just, like, lands on her butt and just starts poking. <laughs> and also, don't do that. <laughs> like, forget if you're going to do that. Just don't do it. Just how about you don't do it? It's pretty ridiculous. I do like that uh, that uh, Udiel just fucking tears ass through Thomas Subaru's backyard, fucking up everything. And when Thomas Subaru comes out, she's, like, crashed into a fence. She's, like, fucked up some sculptures. And she, like, leans out of the car and goes, uh, did I hit something? Uh, Udiel rules. Yeah, Udiel's pretty great. Or Udiel. I, d- I still am, like, hung up on this. Udiel, 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 Udiel. I don't, I don't know. Udiel. I think I said it Udiel once last episode. It's all over the map. But she whips out her heart blaster and blasts the fucking heart out of that little boy. <laughs> Girl. Well, depending on where, which one you watch. So, in runs Chibi, and Chibi transforms oh are we going to get an elaborate transformation sequence for chibi moon no nope she falls flat on her ass and just transforms on the ground bloop (laughs) and and this is like we've talked before about what do people who are outside 
the transformation see when they transform. And I think this is as close to, to an answer as we're going to get. Like we see this on Power Rangers sometimes where like when the, like the show doesn't have time for the big transformation sequences, they'll just like, you know, flash of light and they're in their, their uniforms. So like, I'm guessing this is what you see if you watch Sailor Moon transform. Like you see a flash of light, a bunch of hearts spiral out and then spiral back in. And it, it puts on the, like the next time you see them, they're in their Sailor Scout uniforms. Makes sense. That's what I think. But I also think like we we don't get a transformation sequence because she is like ass over tea kettle on the ground. Right. Maybe we'll get one. I feel like it's either that or they just ran out of time and didn't have time to like finalize the transformation sequence animation. <laughs> that is also a distinct possibility. Uh, they were like, let's let's just put this in here. It's fine. <laughs> so Chibi, I love this part because Chibiusa runs in front of Tamasaburo and like goes you know, no don't hurt him and you deal like just immediately goes fine fucking diamond pop the trunk let's get this over with and so chibius is trying to make her speech like her in the name of the future moon i'll punish you but there's like this explosion and this pink cloud uh as the the monster comes out and you like i can't hear you i, sh- I don't know what you're saying <laughs> which is such like a dick move yep i love you deal she's great She's amazing. And she does her one-handed uh, rip-off of her lab coat again. And uh, this time, uh, there's a tea ceremony monster with the, the like, tea brush on its head and, like, a flying pillow that it flies around on. I did not catch this monster's name. Uh, Chagama. Chagama. Two, uh, okay. two A's in the middle. C-H-A-G-A-A-M-A. Cha is, like, the beginning of, like, or... Ocha, which is tea. So I guess that's part that part is in there. I don't know what the rest of it is though. Let's see. Uh apparently it has the same pronunciation as the word that means tea kettle. Mm. Although they they only have it with one A uh here on, on the internet, even though I it totally had two A's when I saw it, but whatever. Um her hairstyle remembers resembles the the tool used for preparing green tea. And it's yet another monster who's in another story, Chris. Eventually, you'll get there. For Sailor Moon, another story, I mean. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, just another story. No. Uh, $1,200 a month Patreon goal. <laughs> That's what it's going to take for me to figure out how to make a, make a video of me playing a video game. We'll get there. So, before Chigama can really do anything, like, Chigama kind of wraps up, uh, and, and I wish I was more familiar with the tea ceremony to kind of explain what was happening here, but bef- before Chigama can do much of anything, uh, all of a sudden, the world is shaking, and we are deeply submerging. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> Neptune and Uranus show up. And uh, as always, again, do, th- do they actually help Chibi live this time? Sure, for a second. But then they don't really do anything useful. Well, they, this is another one where they're like, like, oh, yeah, you still suck. You deal. This is not a talisman. It's just a pure heart. And then and then they like give it back to Chibi as a... And I love Yudiel, because as soon as she hears this, she's like, oh, God, I can't believe I fucked up again. She gets back in the car and goes, hey, uh, Chagama, uh, just whatever you want to do, cool. Like, I'm gone. And in fact, in the in the new dub, the visit up, she goes, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee and a massage. Have fun. Which I love. It's the best. I love, like, <laughs> villains who are only villains because it's the job. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, Ch- and Chagama is like, She's so fucking selfish. And then when Chigama turns around to fight the Sailor Scouts, Neptune and Uranus are gone. It goes, wait, wait, where'd they go? And then Chibi's like, what? Uh, Where did they go? (laughs) 
<laughs> then, uh, Kat, then we get to the part that you were talking about before. That, yes. Then we get back to this... Uh, pink sugar heart attack. Pink sugar heart attack. <laughs> Once again. This pink sugar heart attack is so fucking good. Kat, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, she's 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 doing her attack, and it's finally like coming out of the little wand or whatnot. She gets the full animation too; like she gets the full attack, and it's like spinning around, heart background attack animation. Right, and then like it 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 only goes like so far. It, like it doesn't hit the monster, and the monster is kind of like waiting for her to, I guess, hit. The monster, and she's just sitting there. Like, Shigama starts drinking tea. It's fucking Yeah, she's great. sipping her tea, like, waiting <laughs> for Chibi Moon to, like, do something. And Chibi Moon's, like, slowly edging towards her. <laughs> and then finally starts, like, it starts, like, bashing her in the face. <laughs> and the best part is, like, when you see it hitting her in the face and you, you finally, like, get... Like look like over her shoulder at Chibiusa hitting her. Chibiusa has like once again like arranged herself into the pose. Yep. Like it's right. which means like she had to like walk forward, like she had to do the attack, walk forward, get back into the pose, and then point the thing at Sagama. <laughs> I love it. It's pretty funny. No fooling. And because especially because when they're in the wide shot and they show her like inching forward, they don't animate her. At all. They just slide her a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's great. It's, they, she's behind a rock yeah, yeah, yeah. for a little bit, so it, it, it works. It's pretty funny. Uh, that's when Luna and Yusagi show up, and Luna's like, oh, shit, Chibi's fighting on her own. Transform. And then Sailor Moon transforms and says, leave the rest to me, which is fair, because this is a this is kind of a weird one, the rest of it, because it happens pretty quick, if, if I remember correctly. Hmm? What what do you mean? What happens? Like I feel like like I, I like I was expecting there to be more of a battle, but I feel like it ends pretty pretty quickly. Oh, by the oh, no, there's like zero seconds of a battle. Yeah, yeah. Like well, first of all, I w- I should say Chigama again continuing with the casual violence towards children, <laughs> just like <laughs> slaps Chibi Moon down, <laughs> down onto the ground. It's so satisfying. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. <laughs> like there's two monsters in a row who are just like oh look at this stupid kid Doom. and then she comes after S- Sailor Moon throwing hot tea around <laughs> that's the battle yeah. and then Chibi saves uh, saves her again with the with the the pink hearts and, and there's also a scene where like Usagi has to hold Chibiusa up oh, yeah, yeah, while yeah. Chibiusa's <laughs> in the attack pose yeah, 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 yeah. So funny. it's pretty funny for a battle that, like, everything happens super, super quickly, like, it's re- full of, like, these really great comedy moments. Because if you know, like, if you know the Moon Spiral Heart Attack pose, like, it ends and you're kind of on, like, it, it's kind of the, the Princess Leia Star Wars poster pose, right? Like, one leg out, one leg bent, but you also have, like, w- like the arm holding up the, the scepter and the other arm kind of, like, thrown back. And so when Usagi's holding her up in the pose, like, Chibiusa's, like, pushing on usagi's face it's like really it goes by so quickly but it's such a great little little bit of animation but before they can get hot green tea pour it all over their faces the promise of a rose comes and (laughs) and saves them once again yes yes uh he roses the the tea out of the monster's hand tuxedo mask is here 
to tell us about the true essence of the tea ceremony. This motherfucker <laughs> doesn't even get in the yard. He's in the neighbor's yard. Yeah, he's next door. Like standing, out, standing on like a ladder or something. Yeah, I'm watching it with Aiden this morning, and Aiden's like, "Look at this Wilson from Home Improvement ass piece of shit right here." <laughs> but yeah, he is like, because you're right, it's a tall fence. He is on something. He can't be standing on his on the ground. Yeah, and then uh, and then Chagama starts to undress and says, "You're." Then it gets weird. Yeah, and like <laughs> I don't know if I don't know where they're going, given the like. What happens earlier in this episode, like between like the Shinchan kid and uh, Tamasaburo, like being like a boy and kind of being mistaken for a girl, like it feels like they're gonna go for some like weird, like kind of transphobic joke, and it, but it gets like cut off immediately. It's, it's just like super weird, right? Like it is super weird. And and then because then she does the the heart attack, Sailor Moon's heart attack, Moon Spiral heart attack, and the monster is like, wait. No, I, I wasn't ready, and then gets killed. I just, I just find it funny, like how like the the monster is like, I'm going to show you how entertaining I really am, and the only person who realizes what's going on is Tuxedo Mask, and Sailor Moon's like, what? Like, do you have the scene of her just like not really understanding what's going on? Yeah, it's totally weird. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so Chagama gets uh, trucked in the face with a a, a heart. Uh, turns back into a a teapot, uh, which poops out a diamond egg that then cracks and the evil spirit is a gone. And then Chibi thanks Sailor Moon for saving her yeah. life. And like Tuxedo Master kind of like leans on the fence. Like he's like, what, what are y'all doing all around the side? <laughs> cool. It's a cool move. Piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking hate him. So later that day again, Usagi is again walking uh, Chibi in the kimono to the tea place they see haruka and mashiru like kind of book out of there and they're like huh wonder why they're booking out of there so quickly and then we get to probably the reason that they officially said let's just make this a girl in america yeah uh yeah tamasaburo has uh, rather than the traditional kimono tamasaburo has been inspired by a dream to no it wasn't a dream that's what it he says like... in the in the in the japanese version he says, I've been inspired by a dream, which gives me like, I, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit because we always talk about like, what, like, what do the other people see? Like, how do they know what Sailor Moon looks like? Because everybody's in a fucking coma whenever uh, Sailor Moon shows up. <laughs> and I guess they like kind of see them as kind of like a hazy dream sort of thing, which makes a lot of mm. sense. Uh, but Tamasaburo has been inspired by a dream to uh, dress as a Sailor Scout. Her magical boy. A, a magical boy. And gives the speech that is the stage like Sailor Moon speech. Uh, I am the pretty headmaster of etiquette and practice. Uh, I am Sailor Tamasaburo. Yay! And does like the, the pink spiral heart attack or uh, uh, the uh, yeah, moon spiral heart attack uh, pose with the like spinning teacup. And everybody's like, fuck this. When I'm like, why are you not like super into this? Like, shouldn't you love, shouldn't Usagi love this? They they literally like run away. Yeah, like I am scared of this. They, they flee. They flee from from ideas that challenge their notions of gender. Yeah, it just seems really weird. And that is the end of that. Uh, so now it's time to talk about what we learned from this episode. It's time for Sailor Business says, Cat. We'll start with you. What did you learn from this episode? 
I learned that you have to study hard, otherwise you're going to be writing in imaginary languages <laughs> when you're older. It's still true. so mad. I learned how to do a really good elephant impression. Oh, <laughs> oh that's even worse. <laughs> oh. How about you, Chris? Uh, I learned that if you're uh, if you go to Japan and you see like a traditional Japanese tea ceremony, this this extremely culturally important tradition that's been uh, passed down over hundreds of years, fucking bum rush the stage. Why not? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Usagi. Oh, poor Usagi. <laughs> Uh, and that is the episode again, like much like the last one, it's all over the map. There's a, there's some weird and kind of like super dodgy stuff in this one, like, which is not terribly surprising for like 1995, but, uh, I still think overall, this is a fun episode. There's a bunch of weird, weird stuff going on in it that I kind of like, uh, Kat, what did you, what did you think of this one? I don't know. I really liked it. <laughs> it was like, there was a lot of really weird, funny moments that I really enjoyed. Especially, like, I guess you getting to know, like, Chibuyu says a Sailor Scout now more than, like, her annoying Save Me Self <laughs> in previous episodes. So I, I definitely enjoyed enjoyed that. Uh, Jordan, any final thoughts on the app? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't... Uh... It's not an episode I love, but it still had some funny stuff in it. It's not like a badly done episode. It's just one that's like, oh, okay. I I honestly feel like this one, I was really, and I know you were too, I was kind of dreading the return of Chibiusa. Because I've, sure. I've liked S so much so far. Uh, and R was just a slog. Like, R was a <laughs> battle to just keep going. Even though it had, like, honestly, like, some of my favorite episodes and, like, a handful of my favorite villains. But... So far, like Sailor Sailor Chibi Moon is like such an upgrade from Rini, you know? Like she's fun, like the attack is fun. They're actually using her in fun ways. Like this episode with Usagi like swinging her around while she does a uh, pink sugar heart attack. Like really really fun. Uh and and I hope that continues in the future uh going forward. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought it was extremely fun stuff that I would highly recommend. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that does it for the episode. Um, before we let you go, uh, Kat, where can everybody find you online? And and oh, what I, I assume is your absolutely upcoming drawing of a sexy lady pencil. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> you can find me on I guess Twitter or Tumblr or pretty much any social network under the name K Cosmonautic. It's K-O-M-O-N-A-T. Wait, K-O-S-M-O-N-A-T-I-K. That's pretty much the alias I use because my name is ridiculously long. <laughs> so I needed to find something that was a little bit easier to pronounce. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Crackshot, but with a zero instead of an O. You can find the whole podcast on Twitter at Sailor Business, you can tweet us your listener questions and you could find jake mason our producer at jj underscore mason he does a whole bunch of podcasts like the morphin grid and pokemon world tour and pokemon world tour united and the cool kids table so you should check him out how about you chris you can find me on Twitter as the ISB, and you can find links to everything that I do on uh, the-isb.com. There's links there to comics uh, that I've written, uh, including X-Men 92 and Downset Fight. Uh, there's links to columns that I write. I'm doing recaps on Comics Alliance for Riverdale as it goes on, as a bunch, as well as a couple of uh, older shows. 
uh, as well as, you know, articles about actual comic books and Ask Chris every uh, Friday. The Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters Unleashed tie-in uh, should be out, I think, this week or, or soon. Now or soon. <laughs> uh this this week or next uh, depending on when this airs i think it's out this week uh i co-wrote that with my writing partner chad bowers uh jordan was one of the editors on it it's got amazing yeah. art from david baldion uh and it's a really really fun story about rocket and groot if you like those two movie star characters then then maybe check that one out it would be super cool of you uh, you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show monetarily at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. This show and Xena Warrior Business. We're very close to getting Xenabiz mini episodes. Uh, that's at the $750 a month level. Uh, you can also leave a rating or review of the show on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast because it actually does help new listeners find the show. Uh, but... If you would really like to help us out, tell a friend. Uh, tell someone that they should be listening to Sailor Business, uh, because the best way to get new listeners is for people who like the show to find other people who might like the show to give it a shot. Uh, that does it for uh, Sailor Moon episode 103. We will be back next time with an episode whose title I have not pulled up yet. Here we go. Oh, it's a Makoto episode about karate. What? Oh, yeah. This is exciting. Uh, we'll be back next week with I Want Power. <laughs> Mako lost in <laughs> doubt. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.